where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to cover something that's been in the news that I think is worth covering. Now, I don't listen or watch any other person's content. So I do this because I don't want to steal other people's content, which is pretty common. And I think if somebody comes up with an idea, an original idea, they should own it. I don't think people should steal from it. So I have no idea how this has been interpreted in the MGTOW world. But I thought I'd do a quick episode because I could spend quite some time on this topic because, I mean, it hits a lot of things. But I think most of you guys know about the man in Virginia who made his last child support payment in 80,000 pennies, which is roughly $800. And it's his daughter turned 18. And I'm assuming he made all those other payments through check, or maybe I'm surprised, you know, they were garnishing his wages. So I'm surprised he would do $800 if it wasn't, if it wasn't him writing a check, but who knows how he was doing it. But he, he's caught on video, uh, using a truck to dump off a very small chest. You know, I don't even know why he needed to do the truck unless it was several drops, but it doesn't look like it, it looked like in the video, it's just one. And here's my take on this. Okay. Look. Is he petty or is he full of righteous anger? Now, the women, of course, are going to say this is extremely petty. The MRAs, the men rights activists, the guys who've been divorced, raped, are going to say that they're just laughing and saying, nice job, guy. I, I wish I had the courage to do this. Now, the guy has backed off and apologized. He, he said he didn't think it through. Of course you didn't because you're not a red pill man. A red pill man would not have thought with his emotions or thought he was super clever. You would have thought with your logic and reason. And you knew, knowing the narrative, knowing that women control the media. Now, I'm not saying, oh, the, the Fortune 500 media. No, I'm saying that academia, social media, media, I mean, you could go, uh, you know, publishing, everything is seen from the perspective of the left. It's dominated by the left. And so he should have known better that doing this, it was going to be cast in a negative light and reinforce how men are deadbeat dads and all this freaking nonsense. So he should have known better. That's how you know he's not a red pill dude. He's just probably a frustrated man. Now, here's my take. A, he's been paying child support. So he's not a deadbeat dad. He's not a bad man. He's been paying child support. My definition of a deadbeat dad is a man who doesn't want, who doesn't do one of these two things. Never sees his kids and doesn't pay child support. He's been paying child support. Now, of course, he does that because he knows he could get his butt thrown in jail or have his taxes garnished or he can lose his job. I mean, this is the the medieval system that we still live in. Like, we used to have debtor's prison, for Christ's sake. Now, I get this. If it was 1948 and he initiated divorce and wasn't supporting his kids, but she likely initiated the divorce. So, he's not a deadbeat dad. He's been paying his child support. Now, the daughter 
says that she hasn't seen him in years. Okay, so this is where you really have to use some discernment and be uh, perceptive. So let's let's well, let's back it up. Okay, so this is how you know the mom's a cluster B bad woman because how did the media find out about it? Also, she filed a, a report at the police. Why? Why? Why would she do these two things? See, this is the thing. You always judge people's actions, not that by their words. These are the two things that reveal all you need to know about the situation. She could have just gone to the guy after he dropped off the child support and said, Hey, this is kind of petty. I know you and I don't get along. Clearly, there's parental alienation involved as well. But clearly, you and I don't get along. This is kind of petty. And he could have been like, F you. I don't care. I'm free of the the monthly extortion that is child support. F you. Or he could have been like, you know what? In retrospect, you're right. Cool. That's what grown-ups would have done. Two people using logic and reason. No. What did she do? She used this as a way to crucify him and get back at him. How? She files a report with the police. For what? For what? He didn't do anything. He dropped off like a treasure chest size of pennies and drove off. So the police didn't file a report because he didn't do anything wrong. But why did she do it? She wasn't trying to get some sort of protection. Uh, the, the um, you know, when you're 800 yards from somebody or whatever, again, restraining order or something like that no there's probably no history of him going cluster b or anything like that or going crazy or stalker but she wanted to get him in trouble and then how did the media find out did the neighbors call the media no because the neighbors even if they saw a chest of pennies they would have no idea what that's about so it was the mom or the surrogates of the mom also, I, I want you to notice, look at the house. She's rich. She's rich. How did she get rich? A, off of the dude, or B, she remarried. I'm sure she doesn't need $800 a month. You know, I love it when women will, will try to do a dig on you, and they'll be like, I don't even need your child support. Well, okay, woman, if you don't need my child support, don't accept my child support. It's not like she's some struggling woman, you know, the, the trope that we hear always propagandized and promulgated by the media. She's a struggling single mom. It's not that at all. She's rich. She's rich. Okay, that doesn't mean she, he shouldn't pay his child support. Like, by law, he's got to pay it. Like, we can, we can talk about reforming the system all we can. But at the, up until that point, he has to pay. So... He pays child support. But look, these are the two things. Then who does she donate the money to? An abusive shelter. A woman's shelter. Why didn't she donate it to UNICEF? Or to runaway girls? Or to her church charity? Oh, wait, she probably doesn't go to church. Why not there? Why not these places? Why not? Why did she pick abuse shelter ah why 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 because
because what is she trying to telegraph? She's trying to telegraph to everybody that he is physically abusive. That's why she did it, right? You remember, women are the masters of the covert. They are the masters of the covert. So this is how she telegraphs that he was what? What do we always call that episode about 30 episodes ago? When a woman leaves a man, she's going to use one of the four terms, abusiveness, narcissistic, controlling, or cheater, because you watch porn, because normally by that point she's withholding sex or whatever. Even if she wasn't withholding sex, you're a cheater because you watch porn. Because most men statistically don't cheat. So in this case, she's telegraphing that he's abusive. Was he abusive? I don't know. What do we know? All we know are the symptoms of this dysfunctional ex-marriage. So if she's petty enough to call the cops and to call the media, she was probably petty during the marriage. I think that's a safe assumption to make. And if he was petty enough, and yes, it's petty what he did. Let's, let's be real. Let's be honest. If he was petty enough to dump a bunch of pennies on the front lawn, he was probably petty. Now, was he always petty? We don't know, right? We don't know. At the beginning of this relationship, it could have been like a lot of relationships. They were both happy. They were both in love. And then excessive expectations are the biggest destroyers of marriage. Familiarity breeds contempt. There was a lot of latent cluster B in her. She was projecting qualities into him that he didn't have. You know, all the things that we've talked about in the past that destroy marriages. And then maybe he became that way. Or maybe, you know, like women like to say, you made me become neurotic, overreactive, emotional, and solipsistic. It's like, no, you have to take accountability for how you respond to things. That's what you learn in cognitive behavioral therapy. You can't control people's actions. All you can control is how you respond in your own actions and your own thoughts. So we don't know what their marriage is like. Clearly, it wasn't a good marriage because if they were good at co-parenting, he wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do this. Now, lastly, the, the daughter. The daughter says they haven't spoken in years. Now, is this true? We don't know. What do we know? If it is true, we don't know who's, who's, who's doing that. Look, I know a lot of dudes who were trying to talk to their kids and their kids blow them off. And the kids have the stroke. I remember a kid that I knew who was changing her last name to her stepdad's name because her stepdad never wanted to see her. But then I asked questions like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And then you find out what? The mom had been practicing parental alienation through her entire childhood to the point where the daughter hated the dad. And we've talked about sons of single moms being nice guys later on, but kids of divorce in general are deathly afraid of being abandoned by the mom because by then they'll be orphans, you know, on a, on a, a kind of like on a five-year-old level. And so they don't want to disappoint their mom. And so they believe anything the mom says. And so if they're raised on a heavy dosage of your dad's a piece of crap, your dad did this, your dad did that, we don't know if it's true. Look, maybe he is abusive. We don't know. And if he beat the crap out of the kids or of the mom, that's not right. Of course it's not right. I would never condone that. And we can't condone physical violence either way. Studies show 40% of Abusive relationships are women to men. We can't condone that either, feminist women. We have to condone or condemn both, man to woman, woman to man. But it's possible. 
It's possible that the daughter got alienated so much throughout her childhood she didn't want to talk to her dad. It's possible. I don't know. But don't automatically jump to these conclusions. Oh, the dad's a deadbeat dad. He hasn't wanted to see his daughter in years. We don't know that. We don't know that. All we know are the symptoms. And the symptoms and the biggest smoking gun is the mom called the cops. The mom called the media. That was all intentional. That was all intentional. That much we know for sure. And of course, now the, the dad is backtracking because now he's going to get the cancer culture thrown at him. So either way, look, both of them are petty, and it's clearly, as all times, the kids are the collateral damage. But I just wanted to flesh this out a little. We could keep talking about this, but I just want to keep these episodes short. I just wanted to give kind of like the other perspective. And I know I'm sure some of you men who are watching or listening, I should say, already see that perspective. But I wanted to be balanced. Look, the guy could be a horrible douchebag. Or it could just be just a funny guy who's like, aha, I'm free, you know, freedom, like Mel Gibson's Braveheart. And then this is the way he wanted to display it. In hindsight, I'm sure he wished he didn't do this because it wasn't smart. Definitely wasn't a red pill thing to do because you got to understand, again, we don't hate women. We hate the court system. The court system and law enforcement, the Duluth model, all these things are set up to hurt the man and he should have known better. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It only takes you two seconds if you have an Apple product and it really helps get this message out. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate some money to help defray the cost of putting this on a server. And also there's a link for naturopathicearth.com. It's hard to spell. That's why I put a link there. And that's my main website. Go to it. You can see tons of articles. All the podcasts are there, all 700 of them and uh, recipes and everything. Also on the homepage of my of my site, naturopathicearth.com, you'll see my two books. Click on that. Go buy them on Amazon if you like, Kindle or paperback. Or anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through my link, I get a 2% commission. No expense to you since I'm an Amazon affiliate. So that's a, a passive way you can support us. If you want to talk uh, one-on-one, contact me at clarity.fm. And lastly, the most important thing in some ways, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and post an honest review. For the awakened man, for female holistic health apothecary, see, if I hated women, I wouldn't have a podcast feed that's dedicated to helping women's health. And Confessions of an Obese Child, my personal podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, how to overcome it, and addictions. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.